All right, everybody. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, Matt. That's so good to see you this morning. Well, it's good to be seen, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I'm glad to, to be here. I'm trying to turn down my volume so I don't hear it on my uh, on my phone over here while I'm trying to watch our comments today. But uh, anyway, it's great to be here today. Another whole week in front of us. What did you do this weekend? Oh, it was a crazy week. In fact, all... all this has been virtual event season, a combination of virtual event and then little family things. Because on the virtual event side, I mean, we have been producing one right after another corporate stuff, but there's also fundraising season. So uh, we raised about a half a million dollars between a couple different really, 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 really charities. Again, all online during virtual events. And you'll see me doing a post. I'm going to do a post basically says virtual is dead. <laughs> and, and, and the idea is to say that 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 we call them virtual in part because we kind of imply that this is something that's a compromise. Well, it's not real. Well, guess what? It is real. Just like this is real. You know, you and I are hugging and we're not, you know, getting to shake hands and do those types of things. But the conversation we have is real. Uh, yeah. The lives that are part of this conversation are real. The outcomes can be real. So. The idea thing that outcomes can be uh, uh, compromised um, by just calling it virtual, I think, is a misnomer. So I'm, I'm going to address that um, in a post tonight. So I'm going to start posting again. I took almost a week off. And uh, in the middle of that, too, uh, my son had a birthday. So we had a, a big birthday celebration for my son. And that was really awesome. And so for that, that wasn't virtual, except for, well, wait, now as I think about it, we had my... Uh, my son from Hawaii. In fact, my son, my son just waving. I'm doing a live show right now. <laughs> uh, um, just, just, just popped in because we had a birthday celebration. But I have a son in Hawaii, and he popped in virtually. Oh, that's so fun! It was great. And my oh, son had a birthday this weekend too. Really? Yeah. Really? We, well, actually, it was just uh, it was. Uh, a couple weekends ago, actually, but my my mother's birthday was Sunday, uh -huh. so we went to. Uh, I actually, I think I sent you a video or chat to you while we were out at the campground. And was that my son, doing fishing pole. Yeah, yeah, my son's a big. He loves fishing. He's got four fishing rods and a million lures and hooks and everything else. And he says, "Dad, this is a this kind of a hook and a snap this and a curve that and a catfish thing." And I'm like, "It's a hook. Just be careful. Don't stick yourself right." But uh, he loves, loves, loves fishing. Every time he goes somewhere, can we go? To, can we go there so I can go find some more fish and stuff? I was like, "No, you don't need any more fishing here." We didn't catch anything. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what I was going to ask next because I saw you, you know, you text me and it was both a, a pleasure to go, oh, look, there's my friend Matt and he's fishing. That just seemed, of course, in, in you know, tunes from the Doobie Brothers started dancing in my head. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then the horror of my own childhood flashback because <laughs> um, my dad was ill for a lot of my youth. But early on, he thought, well, I'm going to do the man thing and take him fishing. Oh, my gosh. He didn't have a clue what he was doing. <laughs> and so it was a really a miserable, boring experience because like I'm sitting there like, what do we do now, Dad? You know, what do we do now, Dad? Well, wait, wait. I'm to bite, you know, like that. And I'm watching people down the um, you know, 50 yards down, going, Whoa, whoa. look at this one, look at this one. I'm thinking, what is wrong with my life? I'm sitting here doing this yeah, thing. Yeah. 
So my oh, first we had the same problem. I took him. I took him fishing to a um, a pay pay fishing spot where you go out to these big giant ponds that are stocked. You know, so we go out there and we we go fishing. It was 150 degrees outside. It was crazy. We got we found the area that had all the mosquitoes of North Carolina. Everything was around us. We right. were there for we were there for like six seven hours. We oh, got burned. Yeah. It was horrible, and we caught nothing i mean actually my son he caught eight fish but none of them were keepers they were all like little tiny things i kept saying throw it back in but dead no we're not going to keep that one i mean it's yeah. by the time we fillet it it doesn't even make a sandwich son so no throw it back in <laughs> but then a guy same thing guy he was about 50 feet from us and he was reeling him in reeling him in reeling him in. i was like what is up with this guy and i'm thinking i want to go stand right next to him and fish but i thought that's probably if there's some fishing etiquette somewhere I felt it was probably the wrong thing to do. So I didn't go next to him until oh, well, he left. Well, yeah, well, it's not right to, I, I think to go next to him. This is what I do know. It is okay to go up to him and congratulate him or her and tell them what a great job you're doing. I think it's okay to say, may I look in your bucket and see what you got. You know, that, that's kind of cool. And uh, because it's like a trophy, it's like yeah, a trophy yeah. case. Oh, look, there's actually a fish in here. Um, and I think it's okay to say, what are they biting on? I think that's okay. He uh, told right? me he told me he had worms. I'll tell you the thing. The guys had worms, which we had. But when he left, he walked over to us and he goes, I'm, I'm not using this anymore, so I'm going to give it to you. And he handed us his own homemade bait, which were uh. chicken livers chicken livers mixed up with some kind of disgusting goo. And I was like, you little knucklehead. The whole time we're down here with worms, you said you had worms and you did not. He was reeling these things in. So he gave us his little bucket. We were casting it out there. We still didn't catch anything. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, you know, was the, this is almost a setup to the program today. Because the idea yeah, yeah. of if you want to be successful... I mean, you need to know how. That's right. It's so good. That's a great, great segue there, Bill. I appreciate that. We got we got to stay on track for time. I'm watching the clock today. Good. So, good. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the fifth gear today, and uh, for those that aren't familiar with that, you probably aren't because I I just created it like you know three weeks ago or something like that. So uh, we're really talking about the four stages of learning, and the, specifically the fourth spot, which is unconscious competence. So it's like explaining to somebody how, how to breathe. Well, I don't know. You just, you know, you, okay, you, you suck air in and the, you, you kind of, you push. I mean, how do you explain to somebody how you breathe, right? You don't even think about it. You just breathe. So it's the same concept here with what I'm talking about in the fifth gear. The fifth gear is a tool I created that, that creates a conscious competence of your unconscious competence. So those things that you aren't really thinking of that you're you're incredible at. It's just your day-to-day -day thing. It's like Bill at the studio knocking stuff out at Spirit Media and doing all kinds of great stuff there. I mean, he, he can do all these kinds of things. You don't even really think about it. Now, there's moments that you have to think about certain things, you know, while you're on scene and you have to think about it. But what makes you even think about those things? Like what makes that stuff click? You're thinking, you know. If we put that person over here, it would make a much better shot. If we ask this person to say this thing there, they've got a lot of good things. Right. You think about those things where some people don't even have that. Yet there are people that would be in the industry like you that are talented and smart young people that could say, man, if I had what Bill Dolan had, 
I would be doing fantastic. Well, that's exactly what this tool is called the fifth gear. And the fifth gear is the opportunity for somebody like Bill and myself to walk through these steps to identify that unconscious competence in your life. And then I've created a movement recently called um, Be the Difference 2020. And inside that movement, we're having individuals from around the world that are you know, major speakers, company CEOs, things of that nature that are using the fifth, the fifth gear. And we're making videos for people to be able to, to dig into that. It's a whole other story. But for today, we just want to talk about the fifth gear, what that looks like. So, I mean, could you, could you just at a moment, at a whim, explain to me what your unconscious competence is, Bill? Um, now, I mean, it comes with age, That's you know, so I would say, yes, more and more. I've, in fact, after we talked about this, um, and I'll just throw this out is that what happens is there's a lot of things that we do that we just have instincts. And I will say because of the nature of the business I'm in and the television and, and, and live events and virtual events and marketing business, um, I've been doing this for a long time and I mimicked other people's behaviors because I saw things that worked. Yeah, now yeah. I'm in a point where I have a team of employees, most of whom are younger than me. And most of whom I would that's call not hard, no, by the way. I just want to throw that uh, in. There. Yeah, really. I, I have one that's older than me, but you know, but that's an achievement. But <laughs> I have a, a team of millennials for the most part that are part of our creative agency. And one of the things that's a breakthrough and what I want you to be able to explain a little bit, how you move from this unconscious competence to conscious competence and how whatever transition that looks like is that I have found that once you discover it, you can duplicate it better. Right. And once you can duplicate it better, you can teach it and multiply it better. And that's the place I've had to be is I've, in fact, you know, I wrote a, a book last year and that writing that book forced me to go to the, through this exercise that you're, you're going to talk about, Matt, is really knowing so that you can duplicate, master and multiply in the lives of others. Yes. There's power, incredible power in that. Um you know, so my three answer, things are very similar to yours right there. We have such great parallels. That's why we work together so well. But my three <laughs> parallels that you just talked about were that your life should be simple, memorable, and reproducible. Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, it's the same thing. For me, it's, it's about discipleship. And I think that, you know, I'm called to be a discipler mm -hmm. and I disciple people who disciple people. So it's, it's disciples make disciples make disciples. There's no grandchildren. It should be all children in the family in that aspect thinking about family scenario right so be yeah. of course we're talking i'm talking about the family of, of god family of christ right but in in the world's realm of, of work i mean it's discipling or or they'll say apprentice right almost the same kind of concept that's an apprenticeship or discipleship which i think is a little deeper level anyway so that's my three things simple memorable memorable and reproducible well, yeah, we're we're. I think we're totally on the same page. So I'm I'm interested, Matt. Um, I know I wanted to really focus and let you run with this concept because I think it's so important. But do you mind just as a preface? Is there a gateway to that unconscious competence that that you can explain a little bit and why this is the fifth gear and not the first, second, third, and fourth gear? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, of course, you've got those first four and anybody wants to go dig into those, you can. It's so easy. The, the learning, uh, the four stages of learning, you've got uh, one, two, three, four. I put gears here and then the fifth gear I've got right here. And I'll explain what that looks like here. 
uh, in a second. I'm going to pop here and uh, share screen. How do I do this real quick? Oh, got to love the technology. All right, so I'm going to go to one more thing. That was the logo that I used. But um, I want to show you uh, application window. Here we go, fifth gear. All right, so there's a couple of things about the fifth gear that I'll I'll share with you that um well a couple of things a few things i'll share with you there's that those four places right there i was talking about earlier mm -hmm. which is the uh, unconscious competence right here at the end right so you start off unconsciously incompetent consciously incompetent then consciously competent then unconsciously competent but then what comes after that that's what we're talking about today i'm talking about going beyond the stages of learning all right so i i consider that and i have this document if anybody's interested i consider that a superpower for people where can people go for this document, Matt? Uh, I don't have it. Well, you can you can go to the website at be the difference twenty twenty dot today, mm -hmm. and that's the movement website be the difference twenty twenty dot today. And I have information there as well as opportunities for people to sign up to be a part of the movement. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested as a, a you know speaker, an influencer, a, a, you know business owner, or anything of that nature, where you'd like to use this tool. And then share your unconscious competencies with the world. That's exactly what we're doing on the site. So if you're interested in that, you can you can go to the site and get that information. We'll be happy to share it with you. Again, that's be yeah. the difference uh, 2020.today. I'll put it on the screen a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just pause it and right there, I, sorry to put a shameless plug, but I think this is so critical for people to get this. Again, this is this our conversation is going to be relatively short. We keep these podcasts short to be like a seed to plant into your week. But right. when you um, um, go get those materials, we're talking about the difference between, you know, being functional, being good, being great, and the mastery of being able to take something you do so well that you can duplicate it and sow it in the lives of others. It's a giant step. It's a giant step. Um, it's a transformational step, you know, so definitely go to, go to the website, get that, and then be able to study this. Cause I know Matt, you're going to talk about this a little bit more in some of our podcasts. So with that, uh, I'm going to be quiet and let you keep talking. <laughs> I'm writing down the, uh, the website for folks that can have it here. Let me see if I got that right. Yeah, I do. So the website there, it's be the difference 2020 dot today. That's, uh, that's where everybody can go to. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool to do this on the fly a bit, right? All right, so we're talking about going beyond the stages of learning. And uh, that's those four places. So the fifth gear is really a place where people don't live. Uh, but the opportunity of, of understanding how to apply a tool like the fifth gear into your life uh, means that you're able to, to even go beyond where you're at now, personally, with your own unconscious competence, right? So becoming consciously competent of that unconsciously comp unconscious competencies. I love it. It's so fun to say all that stuff. Uh, it actually gives you an opportunity to learn some things about yourself, which is way beneficial for everybody else that uh, if you're a leader over or somebody that's an influencer speaker of that nature to be able to share with the world, right? But at the same time, we have opportunities to share things uh, with ourselves, things we get to learn about ourselves. So one thing is that a person who operates in unconscious competence is primarily living like in an 80-20 role. According to um, McLaughlin, a, a, a one will only know a maximum of 80% of anything, and the remaining 20% is never really heard, never used, which is pretty wild to think about. Uh, the capacities that we have in the human brain, 
that were an 80 20. So, I mean, what, what more could we do tapping into that 20%? And I'm thinking the fifth gear is a bit more leaning into that 20% uh, to be able to dig into those things. So, one of the primary things that you'd have to do is be able to identify what are some of these things that I'm doing in my life right now that I'm not really aware of that I'm doing, right? I'm really good at a certain thing. Um, everybody says, you know, I don't know how you do these things. This is amazing. Or people just think you do such a great job, right? Okay, what makes all that stuff happen in your life, right? I mean, we come to a certain point and Bill, you just said that, you know, you've got some age, you've got some experience, you've got wisdom through the years. And, you know, I tell people this all the time. I can tell you exactly what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> I had lots of problems in my life that I've had, and I've made plenty of good mistakes that uh, that were horrible at the moment. But uh, but now uh, they they provide great opportunity for other people to really dig into that. So I mean, identifying is really where you take time to identify where you are and what you do. Not your daily tasks, not your programs, products, and things of that nature, but what makes you you identifying how you got to your place, that place of unconscious competence. So, I mean, really quick, Bill, what would you think, thinking about that? I mean, this is a big tool, right? But I mean, I'm, I'm throwing something at you at the, at the quick cuff. I'll just put it back up there. I mean, what do you think are some of the things that makes you, you? Not your tasks, not your programs, not your talents, like your job, but what do you think is this, what's that mojo that you have that that's keeps you going, doing what you're doing, and and you think on the fly, you know, all those kind of things. Well, I think it's the artist seed, the creative seed. Um, ever since I was a little kid, of course, then I have dedicated my life to master my craft, first as a musician, um, then as a, uh, a television person, a video producer, a writer, uh, a leader, uh, all those different things, is feeling intensely deeply Mm, and yeah. but being able to identify and share that in a form that helps people grasp it and feel it and then be able to move to whatever action that's called to be and so feeling yeah. deeply feeling deeply being able to articulate that and move that into something is very both meaningful and actionable and mm. changing that's my gift that's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a few, but that's really a big deal. And that's what we do at our agency. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's really what makes you successful in, in what you're doing, right? So so when you're finally able to put things in autopilot and not even think about it any longer, like I'm, you're no longer living in a complacency area because it's really easy to to get into a complacency spot mm -hmm. when when things go to autopilot, right? You don't think about it. Like, for example... I was driving down the road the other day, talking to somebody on the phone and uh, I was driving. I don't know where I was going, but I, I ended up going to my kid's school. I was driving that direct direction because I was just on autopilot going the same direction right. I always went. And I was supposed to take a left at where I was going. This one spot. And I took a right because I was just autopilot going to the school. <laughs> what do you think about right? So sometimes it's so easy to get stuck on those roads and stay in autopilot and you just keep on going where you're going. And that's a bit of complacency, right? I should have been paying more attention. And I could say, man, I need to turn left instead of right here. So, you know, when we're living in these places of, of our unconscious competencies, uh, there's sometimes we don't realize that we could have taken a right instead of a left because mm -hmm. we're just so used to doing things a certain way. Right. So, I mean, that's a great opportunity to dig into what we're looking at in our lives and say, wow, I, 
I've been taking rights here all the time. When if I took a left over there, it's a, I can't believe what's over there right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it reminds me of uh, Star Wars where, you know, you, you kept hearing things, use the force, <laughs> yeah. use the force. Well, you know, even though it's just a movie, the idea behind it was that there was a compass inside Luke that he wasn't aware of. And it took him a while and actually a level of mastery and real focus to be able to absorb the gifting that he was born into. And, yeah. and in the same way, I mean, a lot of people ask me, why do you, why do you name your company Spirit Media? You know, and, and usually they use that voice, by the way. Why would you call that company? For, I don't know why. Anybody who asks goes, I don't want to offend you, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah, it's just kind of bizarre. But the, <laughs> and the, the reason Spirit Media is if you look at the great masters, the great artistic masters in, throughout history, one of the common threads that you would describe them as having been, and that is, oh, their work is inspired. Mm -hmm. And the word inspired actually is rooted in the, the term to operate in the spirit. Mm, so good. And that's, yeah, the belief that I have that belief that there is a creative force, a God, a divine being that is the author and the creator of everything incredible in, in, in the world and the universe and the galaxy and everywhere. And the idea of being able to operate in harmony with that. Mm, that's a great place to be. It's a powerful place to be. Yeah. It's powerful. Because guess what? My mind, like you said, you've made mistakes in your life. I've made mistakes. In fact, I jokingly say that in the lawn of life, I I can tell you where not to step. <laughs> um, because I've made thousands. In fact, we had a little glitch in a technical glitch in a show uh last week. It wasn't anything anybody noticed, but my producer noticed. And she was like, Oh man, I meant to do X and I did this. And at that point, it was like, it's it's okay. And she's just an incredible producer. I, I looked at Kelly. It's like, that's cool, Kelly. Put that notch in your book of remembrance and, and understanding. Because now you've defined in an experience that touched your gut what you aspire to and what you don't want to do. Yeah, that's so good. But, Bill, what you did right there is that you you offered a fifth gear moment for her in her unconscious competencies to find a place now where she could advance in what she was doing prior to that moment. Right. So yeah. now she's able to say, wow, I can, I can do more than what I was doing you know, 20 minutes ago. So it's really the same way. It's an identifying factor is what we're just talking about right now. Of course, the, the next step past that identifying something is actually to learn, right? Because identifying, identifying something doesn't mean anything until, until something happens, right? That next process is learning right at this mm -hmm. point by digging into a conscious competence of your unconscious competency, you only able be able to extract your superpowers and empower others to do the same thing. Um, you will be engaging your fifth gear. I mean, that's a serious opportunity and place to be while you're, while you're learning what that looks like. Now, now when you have learned that you're able to engage that fifth gear. Now you have the opportunity to share that with other people. I mean, especially if you're a leader, I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. I mean, for yep. me, uh, the uh, I identify success as being able to make somebody else successful. So if I'm going to have something in my fifth gear, you know, that's in operation now, 
man, I've got to share that with people. There's just no way I, I can't, right? Well, I think that's an excellent point that you make, that at the heart, the power of being able to identify it uh, and learn exactly what that is does give you the ability to share it. And I think that goes to the heart of where a lot of people are in, in, in terms of do you have a, an opportunity mindset or do you have a limited mindset? Right. Because you might have a gift, but if you are of the belief that other people have that gift, then it will um, remove the power and the uniqueness that you have, or it will be diluted in any way, or someone's going to steal it. Um, <laughs> that is that is a danger zone. It now, is. I understand in the competition of certain types of things in this world, there are cutthroat people that do want to steal from you and do all rip you off and take advantage of you. That exists. But the vast majority of the world, I believe, is made up of people that deeply hunger to be better and to make a difference in the lives of others. Absolutely. So if you have that gift, you find out what that is, to be at peace and not only be at peace, be excited, like I know you are, about saying, how can I get this gift in the hands of others? Right. How can I do that? That's why we have, in many ways, why we have a LinkedIn I mean, some people are going on LinkedIn because they just want to get into our wallets. <laughs> yeah, but, but then I, there's others that are wanting to share share great things, right? They want to make a difference in the world, and they yeah. need, and they want to create a viable business too. That's I, completely respectable. Nothing wrong with that. Investing in the lives of others. So what you're saying is that learning it gives you that advantage now to share it. Absolutely, absolutely, and and why wouldn't you, right? So. I, I created a few things inside of this tool that we don't have a lot of time. We're already, you know, about 10 minutes left in the show today, but I'll, I'll share with you something here that uh, hopefully you can see on the screen. It's uh, it's bigger than the screen screen was, was supposed to be, but it's beautiful. Uh, thank you. You can look at the tools. It's an eight cognitive skills tool. And I've broken that down into eight parts for people to dig into because people say, well, I don't know how to really dig into my unconscious competencies. I'll try to do this. How about this? Um, well, let me see. I can do this here to uh, take off our, our dealio here. Oh, that's our background. Where's this at? Oh, here we go. There we are. All right. So there's eight different places that I've created uh, inside here on the, uh, on the cognitive school, uh, cognitive schools, cognitive skills tool. How about that? I can speak English today. Um, and I can show you uh, in another screen. Let me show you here. Um, I've got this broken down so it'll be easier for us to follow briefly. All right. So here we are. Okay. So we can scroll up here. We got the identifying and learning. So inside of learning that eight cognitive schools, uh, <laughs> school, I keep saying school instead of tool, eight cognitive tools. That makes some sense somewhere. Yeah, so you're, you're speaking to someone. So that's crazy. I am thinking that's crazy. My, my brain's way ahead of my tongue. All right. So the eight places are sustained attention, uh, response inhibition, speed of information processing. I'm going quick. We'll come back. Cognitive flexibility and control multiple stimulus attention, working memory, category formation, and pattern recognition. 
holy crap, Matt, what are you talking about? All right, I'll tell you. And I've broken it down in ways for you to be able to understand. So when you actually want to engage the fifth gear and start the learning process of your own self, right? When you're trying to dig into what is that breathing thing? How do I explain, you know, in breathe in, suck in, exhale out? How do I explain that about my life? All right, so there's eight places. So sustained attention is just basic ability to look, listen, and think about your tasks or new tasks over a period of time. Right. So what do those things look like? And you can jot these things down on on a notepad while you're doing it, which I highly recommend writing it down with ink and paper or pencil and paper instead of computer, because you retain more when you actually write it with your hands. Uh, response inhibition, the ability to shout out distractions that someone else might be able might not be able to do. So or shut them out. So let's say you are on the phone with the biggest client in the world and you're inside a room with with 100 people also on the phones, just yapping and talking and music in the background. There's so much, but you're able just to zero in on that one thing and speak to them. Now, not everybody can do that, right? So there's things you can write down, like how, how do I do that? What do I do while I do that? Speed of information processing. How fast can you process incoming information? Like right now, I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you really, really fast. Are you able to catch some of this stuff? and say, man, I'd like to do that. Or is it just way over your head? Matt, I need this to later on so I can read through it and you know all that stuff. All right, so then cognitive flexibility and control, the ability of the what and how you think about something to change, meaning how do you, how do you figure out when you're changing your mind about something? Like this thing comes to you on your desk and you're thinking this was fantastic a week ago, but you got some information and now you wanna change your mind. How fast can you do it? Well, some people don't have that ability multiple stimulus attention. This is very, a, a great multitasker. You can move attention and effort back and forth between two or more activities when engaging in them at the same time, right? I, I'm, I, I'm good and horrible because I love to do it, but I can juggle so many things at one time and, and get things accomplished. It's crazy. And but how do you do that, right? You're writing down how that, how's that possible? How do you focus in on those things to make it happen? Now, I've also learned that sometimes you do that, you've juggling way too much and it's time to back off and pay closer attention to more than, you know, to one thing at a time. But there are people that do that. And how do you do that? All right, then working memory, this just isn't remembering something. It's remembering it long enough until the task is completed. You're at a meeting and you meet somebody and they say, hey, Bill, I'd love to talk to you later. My number is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right? You're like, okay, I got to go. And you got to yeah. run somewhere to go to the, write it down on a napkin, right? So wait, how long can, can you get to the napkin? You're like, oh, that number was, it was three, two, seven, um, nine, six, <laughs> right? It's that ability to have that working memory. How fast can you, can you get those things done? Number seven, Category formation, that's organizing information, concepts, and skills into categories and the forms uh, forms cognitive basis for higher level ability. So are you really good at categorizing, putting things together, and you see things in categories and 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 laid out in, in sections, right? Um, you know, I hate to say, well, I guess we could say stuff like the states of the United States for America. So you think, for example, when you think of Southerners, you think of, well, I know people in North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, they're probably more like that versus, you know, Yankees in Ohio and Michigan, right? You got, you've got ways you can separate things in your mind and have categories of different things. You can categorize those things and think in a certain way and pattern, places, people, all that stuff. And then the last part, I'm going really fast, is pattern recognition. It's where the rubber meets the road, right? It's how things were engineered. It's inductive thinking.
It just isn't patterns, but figuring out what the patterns might lead to. So it's not just knowing that you have the information in front of you. It's about being able to see those things and say, it's future casting. It's being able to say, I, I believe if we do this, this, and this, then in three years, we'll get this. Right. How good are you at pattern recognition? And then I've got three ways. Right. Those are eight tools. But then the three ways to dig into them is one, identify your current patterns. Right. Your memory skills can be boosted through combining your logic and reasoning skills. I won't go through the whole thing. But then the second one is engaging the fifth gear. Like number one, you've identified those places through those eight steps I shared with you. And then engaging that you're employing your reasoning skills and looking at the data, the circumstances, situations more thoroughly. It's not about the customer buying more products from you. It's why they bought it from you at all, right? So ask critical questions and don't just look over things casually. Dig into them and then give it all you've got. Use the cognitive, cognitive skills that help you focus and help enable you to be more productive by uh, effectively zeroing in on specific projects. You won't only get better results. You'll find that you can complete them quicker with greater accuracy, allowing you to move to other tasks. It gives you laser focus to help you gain more effective in meetings and empower you intentionally on greater scale uh, to act, listen to colleagues, fostering an environment where intention, goals, and breakthrough becomes the culture, right? And after you do that, you teach, right? You've gone through identifying, gone through learning, and now you're a teaching place where you've actually engaged this fifth gear and now you're you're moving in a in another direction. You're not you're you're doing something different, and you're sharing this this information with people out there that as they have engaged with that fifth gear, you're you're moving along to a different place, which is really cool because as you're doing that, you're gonna come to another spot, and you're like, oh, this kind of looks different. This is amazing. I think now I've been doing this for a while. Let me. Let me do this thing again and see what I'm doing now, right? And then you just, it's a continual evolution of yourself growing and teaching, right? So it's identifying, learning, and teaching those three steps that I've created inside of the tool of the fifth gear. That's a lot of crazy info. It's like overload brain stuff right now. I mean, it's, it's written down. I've got it on the website so you can go through it. But uh, Bill, it's a lot. But I mean, what's your blink just looking at that real quick? Well, my blink is, yeah, this basically you laid out what is a beautiful process, not only for learning what your unconscious competence is, but really the benefits of once you've learned it, how you take that, define it, apply it, live it, share it. Um, and it's it, it's. It's the kind of thing that I think that because it is such a breakthrough when you get to that point and and uh, and a peace, I also say peace. There's so much peace when you recognize the unique gifting you have and the unique role like uh, the fingerprint of God on your life that gives you an opportunity to make a profound difference in the world in the way that only you can. Um it's a breakthrough. It's oh, a yeah. real breakthrough. It's set, in fact, it's such a breakthrough, Matt. I, if you would be okay from a programming standpoint, I would like in our next show to break those steps down a little bit because one thing to say them, but I think for, for most people, including, you know, me, I want to learn more from your process. Um, have you walked through how do you get to that understanding? What are the yeah. steps in the breakthrough? And maybe pick one or two and really go deep because I, I do believe in my heart that this is a breakthrough uh, for people. It's a breakthrough for me. 
and I think it'd be a uh, breakthrough for, for anybody listening to the show. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, it's something I've been really digging into as well. And it takes, even though I wrote it, I'm like, man, this is, <laughs> it's a lot to go mm-hmm. through. And, and the process is, is really, it's fun. It's, it's alarming, you know, mm-hmm. it makes you aware of certain things and which is fantastic. I mean, when, when we go in autopilot, sometimes we don't realize certain things are happening that we may not want. Right. And then there's other places we say, I want more of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really a great, great tool, uh, not only just for ourselves, but something as we get to share with the world, absolutely what you said. So okay. yeah, we need to cut it off here. We've been, we are a little bit over time now, but it's just been, it's been great to be able to share it. It's, it's a big tool, um, but it can definitely be applied in our lives and, and make it an even bigger difference. Excellent. So next, when do we go? When do we go? Are we doing a show? Yes, thank you for telling me that again, reminding me. So we are, we are shifting our day from Mondays at this time, which is 10:30 a.m. Uh, Eastern and 7:30 a.m. Pacific. We're gonna we're gonna shift from Mondays to Fridays. So we'll be Friday mornings, same time, 10:30 a.m. Eastern, 7:30 a.m. Pacific. That's United States, so you know New York time and and California time, basically. So uh, Eastern and Pacific. And uh, we will we'll have a blast doing that too. So it'll be just moved to Fridays. Makes it a little bit easier for our schedules, and and you get to check it out. So I'm hope you'll you'll tune in with us next, not this Friday, but the next Friday will be our first time doing it on Friday, right? So this is our last Monday. The next time is Friday. Woohoo! Yeah, Ooh. man. Well, yeah. Bill, thanks again so much for being with us today here on Flight School. It's been fun, and I hope that it's been. I mean, I, I know it's a lot for our brains. Probably are smoking right now with all that information. But great way to kick off the week. Woo, man! Let's like yeah. let's go for it, right? There's a great stuff there. If you'd like to get some more of that information, you know, feel free to contact me. I'd be happy to help you out. Of course, you can go go to that website at be the difference twenty twenty dot today and you can find a little bit more information about the movement that we're doing with that whole thing and and how you can implement that in your life and then definitely share it with other people i'd love to talk to you about that but uh, that'll be that'll be on the website so thanks so much oh by the way we had uh we had diana in uh in in, in melbourne australia that tuned in with us today it diana. was so great to have her and then raj uh he said it's nice nice to connect with us here uh, he said, you're right. And, uh, we got some comments there. I, I want to make sure that Bill, you, you got a kudo. You are right, Bill. <laughs> I used to do the same. Oh, I, I missed the moment where that came on, but just wanted to let you know. That, oh, Matt, you have an attractive beard. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said that today. Nobody said that today. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, we'll find that might, might, might be changing really soon. Just to let y'all know that may be changing really soon. Oh, All right, Bill. Fun. I appreciate you so much, buddy. Thanks for being here. Y'all, we'll see you the next time on Flight School. Each week, Bill and I bring you episodes to help you get and stay grounded in your business and your life with lessons that help you fly higher heights and know exactly what your flight plan is. Join us each week on Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Eastern and 7.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Welcome to Flight School.